chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on and... Mayfield and Beloved presents Camp Here and There, Episode 8, The Goo of Friendship. Good morning, my lovely little poison dart frogs. I've got to say the sky is an especially mucousy shade of green this morning. Lovely, isn't it? Like the milky opalescence of swamp water. Milk and swamp water. Mm. Classic compo. Woo! Well now, lots of fun stuff on the agenda today. Also, in case you were worried about your good old camp nurse, I am glad to report that I feel much better than yesterday. My breathing issues are back down to their typical moderate to severe level, and my body is no longer growing tiny leaves out of the ends of my fingernails. Thankfully, as that was particularly annoying. I prefer to keep my nails long so I can defend myself from scary things like... Men. I'm all like, hiss, scratch, and they're all like, ah, my eyes! No one stands a chance. That's my daily advice for you kids. Keep those claws long. Speaking of claws, today's breakfast is Fox's Foot Mistletoe and a haphazard combination of blue and yellow gelatin. Matthew has aimed on inventing a new color by combining these two. Plus, Counselor Mila has whipped up a real special food of her own invention, which she's called... Oatmeal Raisin Cookies. I'd advise you all to avoid actually eating that, but maybe you could pretend when she's looking? I do respect her adventurous spirit. For this morning's activities, Warren is once again inviting you to the creativity cabin. You'll be making accessories out of whatever you don't eat at breakfast. Folklore has it that wearing Foxfeeda's earrings will ward off the wicked machinations of the universe at large. If that's true, sign me up, because I could sure use a break. Yep. Dear God, could I use a break? <laughs> oh, and uh, you can also join Marisol and Salem for knitting lessons. The yarn is not sentient this time, we promise. And lastly, Juniper and Rowan are welcoming you to play a fun card game they like to call Doom or Dare. Rowan assures me that it's perfectly safe. Huh? Hey, anybody in there? J- J- uh, J- Oof. Tony, how do I pronounce this name here? Jadidia, right? Jadidia? Hey, buddy, we got a package for you, a big hefty package, just waiting to be juiced. I'll be right back, kids. Hello? Christ! Oh, hey! Ah, how about a little warning before you open the door in our faces, ah, buddy? Bye! Seriously? Uh, oh, how about a little warning before you start uh, yeah. making a ruckus all hey, willy-nilly and all right. poorly assented and, and all that? Uh, I was in the I, middle of an announcement, you know? All right. You couldn't have waited two <laughs> minutes for me to be done? Well, now all the kids have to yeah, hear me yelling and they, they have to hear your, your, your well, big, kids, loud well, voices and hey. for what? Just a package? Oh, oh, oh. sorry. 
Hey, kid, you know what? <laughs> You're all right. I like this guy, Tony, don't you? He sure knows how to give a good talking to, you know? It's kind of a lost <laughs> art. Can, can, you, can, can you just hand me the package? Jedediah's out picking herbs for me, and he won't be back for a while. No, 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 no. You seem like a trustworthy guy, but <laughs> we, we can't just go handing off illegal contraband to the first fella who asks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Illegal contraband? Yeah. Jedediah is mail-ordering illegal contraband. Ouch. Sorry I had to find out this way, really. Hate to be the bearers of bad news. Although, as black market delivery men, that's kind of our job description. But your husband is definitely a criminal. I mean, definitely. No doubt. My... He's a criminal. Okay, yeah. whatever. Sure. I'm his spouse. That means you can hand the package off to me, right? Uh, well, I... Oof. That's a mm. decent argument. Yeah. Um... Yes. Yes. So, give me the package now, and then I'll... Hey! Hey, watch it, pal! Uh, hey, I'm standing here! Sorry, I didn't see... Uh, excuse me, is that mine? Use Jedediah. <laughs> Close enough. I'm not going to give you the package until you say use Jedediah. You could just give it to me instead. Sydney? <sighs> yes. Okay. My name is... Jedediah. Hmm. Donnie, what do you think? He don't seem too convinced of his own name. That's that's my take on it. Uh, it's suspicious, right? I, I don't think we should hand it over. This is a joke, right? If you... Fine, fellows. Give the package to me. I'll hand it off to Jadidia as soon as he comes back. Now, this guy knows how to talk to a delivery man. And he's got such a trustworthy look about him, you know? Oh, those chubby cheeks. And those curls. Ooh, just take the package. Dear God. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your business, sirs. Thank you. Sorry we never got to meet your husband. Must be a smart guy if he married a reliable fella like you. Stupid name, though. Very dumb name. <sighs> that was weird, but thanks for getting the package for me. C can I have it? Yes. Okay. If you answer some questions. <sighs> Sydney, I don't really have time for this. Hey, is that still on? Ah! Have a good breakfast, kids. See you in a few hours. Look at that. Announcements just began. I guess we'll have to talk more about this later. Oh my god. Good afternoon, campers. The time's 1282, and I'm doing quite well, thank you for asking. While you were all absorbed in your morning activities, the Jedediah Martin mail-order contraband scandal has been developing at the speed of nothing, because this guy's mouth is sealed tighter than Lucille's ears. It's my mail! It's black market contraband! I- <laughs> Sydney, those guys. Would real black market delivery men actually say they were black market delivery men? I don't claim to understand the mind of a criminal. 
You are the smartest person I know. Maybe it was misdirection. They say up front that they're black market delivery men, so that we'll think, oh, they can't possibly be black market delivery men, but they are. I don't think that possibility is grounds to withhold my mail. Jedediah, I'm concerned about the kids here. What if it puts them in danger, huh? What if it's something so illegal that when they catch you with it, the whole camp is implicated to your evil schemes? It's, it's not. I can't just take your word for it. It's barely illegal. It's, it, it's, it's like the kind of thing that's only illegal in this particular state. It's like Kinder Eggs. Kinder Eggs are banned for good reason. Since when did you give a shit about the law? Language! Christ, whatever. Do the announcements. <clears throat> well, whatever then. <sighs> Afternoon, my loves. It's 12.79, and the sky's settled into a swampy conglomerate of camouflage browns and greens. It's getting harder and harder to know which is sky and which is earth. Let me assure you, I know, but I'll never tell. <sighs> My heart's just not in it today, campers. I don't even have the gusto of my usual quippy existential monologues. This damn box. Like, okay, Jedediah's always been a pretty private person. Even for me, he's difficult to get a read on. I mean, that guy's head is like a cheap coffin. Thick, sparsely decorated, and it's got a few breathing holes just in case, but you're not expecting anything to use them. But the past couple of years, he's not just been private, he's been keeping secrets and i just whatever he's doing i i know he thinks he has to do it alone but if he would just open up a little bit well anyway on to a topic that actually concerns you kids the deer with no face has unfortunately resurfaced campers returning from last year will remember the faceless deer as the major orchestrator of a nearly successful scheme to unseat the sun from its throne in the sky when pressed about her motivations, the deer claimed only that she mistook the sun for a particularly gaseous mandarin orange and wished to devour it. Also, alongside her proclivity for plunging society into eternal winter and darkness, the faceless deer has an extremely obnoxious personality. For example, she jumps at every opportunity to show off the travel slideshow from her vacation in Switzerland. When you try to tell her that Switzerland has not existed for almost 40 years because the global chocolate shortage of 83 caused the country to politically and physically dissolve, and also these photos look a lot like they were taken in Cincinnati, she'll make up some excuse about the cyclical nature of time, and it's just like, give it up! What is even the point of this lie anymore? No one is impressed. Anyway, if you see her, don't get too close. Despite not having a face, she does have multiple jaws, and the bloodstains on her teeth are not decorative. She claims that each of her jaws has its own brain, and she can't control who they bite, but considering her track record with honesty, I can't help but- What if I answer a question? What? Would you give me the- uh, Hey, are you- um, uh, The announcements are st still going. Maybe. Uh, okay, I'll- Let me know when you're done. We, we can talk. Jedediah, what do I always say? When I die, I will rot. No, uh, well, the other one. Ugh. If you can't say something in front of the kids, there's no need to say it at all. Right. So you're not going to hear me out unless we do it over the announcements for everyone's entertainment. Right. You know, I could just rip that package out of your hands if I wanted to. Are you gonna? <laughs> no. So why bring it up? I just don't want you to power trip, okay? You're only yanking me around because I'm letting you. You know, for a good Christian boy, you can be very prideful. I'm not- 
Christian. Why are you telling them I'm Christian? Christian in origin. <sighs> okay. Fine. Listen. Here is my proposal. In exchange for the package, I will directly answer a question. Any question, okay? Mm, three questions. <sighs> Two questions. Two is such an unsatisfying number. Three. Okay. Three questions. Actually, what about five? Three questions. Okay. Okay. But you have to answer them with the microphone on. Yes. Yes. Fine. Let's go. Okay. Three questions. Hmm. Any suggestions from the audience? <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll start with this. That project you're working on, would you get in trouble if the government found out about it? There are individuals in this world who would seek to thwart me, I think. <laughs> wow, you are talking like a villain in a storybook. <laughs> okay, what kinds of people would try to stop you? Is that your second question? Sure. Powerful ones. Powerful people? Yes. Like our government? And others. All right, that's three questions. What? No, no, that that last one didn't count. I was just getting clarification. I technically gave you four. One more, please. Okay, th then I'll give you the package. <sighs> okay. What are you working on in your office? Ask a different question. You can't do that. You can't just take my mail and hold it over my head. Well, I don't feel like I have much other option. Uh, what? You don't tell me anything. Why do I have to? Because we're supposed to be f friends. A and friends tell each other things, right? Friends respect each other's boundaries. Listen, I really don't feel like playing mind games with you. Especially not in front of an audience. I'm gonna leave you to the announcements. <laughs> Jetty, wait. Come knock on my door if you feel charitable, alright? Well, let's... Shall we move on, kids? This afternoon's activities include foraging for sprouts with Marisol, fish head juggling, and a game that Counselor Juniper likes to call rope climbing while your hands are coated in olive oil. The game! Also, Yvonne is hosting the Gamer Hour. Two! For lunch, Matthew is offering a smattering of smooth stones. Have a nice lunch, kids, and, uh... Ha, ha, have a nice afternoon. Good evening, my linen swaddled pill bugs. It's 1905 once more. And yes, the implacable torrent of passing time has once again devoured an entire day, right before our eyes. But with each day's end comes the joy of a new day's birth, hmm? And each day brings with it new and thrilling opportunities to irrevocably change the nature of your existence, permanently cutting you off from your past self, for better or worse. Wow! I hope you're as excited as I am! Ah, updates, updates. The annoying faceless deer has left camp again. She claims that she only came back here to retrieve something she left behind last summer. On a completely unrelated note, if any of you kids run into Counselor Marianne, could you please let me know? 
She's been missing for a couple of hours and I'm starting to get worried. She's only been working at camp for a year, but she's already a cherished member of our little community. Also, a little update on Counselor Soren's request for stones. He'd like to let you all know that he's very pleased. Several long and impressive stones have been reported to him throughout the day, and he says that they will do quite nicely. Yes, quite nicely indeed. <laughs> what a pleasant fellow. I really envy his energy and passion sometimes. You know, kids, I've been thinking about the package, and I think Jedediah is... Right. I think that holding that package over his head was my way of lashing out about the fact that I feel like I can't you know, control anything in my life. I found a little foothold, a way to gain control over one of my problems, and I you know, went overboard. And the fact is, I shouldn't be able to control Jedediah, even when he's making me unhappy. Because he's his own person, and I'm mine, and both of us will be unhappy if... if... You know, power dynamics enter the relationships, so I hope you kids can learn from my mistake. And I think I'm going to- Lucille says you have to give the package back. Huh? Uh, hi? Sorry? What? I talked to Lucille. She says you have to give the package to me. I- What? What are you confused about? Um, everything? Why- why did- are, are you saying Lucille is actually okay with you shipping illegal contraband into camp? But she starts seeing a problem when, I, when I'm concerned about that? I'm not Lucille, Sydney. I can't explain her perspective. Can you- I- okay, uh- okay. May I have it? Are you telling the truth? I mean, why couldn't she come over here and say this to me herself? She's a busy woman. And even if I was lying, you still have no good reason to withhold my mail. So, please. Thank you. I was going to give it to you anyway. It's nice. Listen, come to my office later. I, We can talk a little. Okay. Okay. Dinner. Um, Matthew... Will know what dinner is since he's making it, so you should ask him. And um, activities are nighttime ones, probably. So enjoy that. Okay, good night. It's 2525. Jedediah invited me into his office tonight. It's been over a year, I think, now since the last time I was in there. In general, it hasn't changed much. Still got that cork board and covered in... Well, last time I was in there, it was covered in photos of us from, you know, the past. And now it's just a 
diagrams and equations. The mechanical bits and pieces lying about the room make it obvious that something's being worked on, but, but not what. Under his desk, I noticed, is a vault that takes a key. Don't know what that's about, and I will say I, I don't remember there being quite so many clocks in there. All shapes and sizes, all keeping track of different timescales, all ticking and talking discordantly. Hmm. Anyway, Jedediah basically wanted to tell me that he didn't actually ask Lucille to force me to hand over the package. He was just venting to her about the situation and she reacted like that. I guess he didn't want me to think badly of him or whatever. <sighs> I mean, that's a nice thought, but it still leaves me with a few concerns. I mean, for one, why didn't Lucille have a problem with Jedediah trading illegal contraband on the campgrounds? Why did she react so vehemently to my actions when I when, when I just I just wanted to make sure the kids were safe? And, and am I supposed to believe that Jedediah vents to Lucille? I, I didn't think he talked to anyone about anything. I, I don't want to be angry. A part of me really does feel like this is my fault. Like I put myself into this situation by by lashing out and acting immature, but I mean, it definitely was contraband. I didn't want to say this in front of the kids, but it definitely was, because there was a symbol there on the side of the package. This winding, twisting, geometric figure in thick black ink. It's a little difficult to look at directly. I mean, it pulses and drums, thins and thickens. It's enough to make a normal person nauseous, but if I'm good at anything, it's seeing things, and I know that symbol. It's the symbol for the fairy market, a government network for heavily regulated substances, magical regions, and machinery. Scientists and companies can get fairy market permission for personal use, but it's a pretty complicated process from what I hear. I don't want to make any assumptions, but there is a fair chance that Jedediah was not supposed to have that. And by shipping it here, he's making everyone complicit. He's right, I don't care about the law, but I care about these kids. And how would they be affected if they got dragged into federal proceedings? And, and I didn't have to hold my tongue about that. I didn't have to apologize for everyone to hear and say that I was the one who messed up, but I did. I felt so miserable with him, angry at me, I just wanted to fix things. So I shut up and took the blame, but I still didn't get to hand the package over on my terms because I don't do anything in my terms. <clears throat> I would be so much happier if I could just accept that. I called him my friend to everyone earlier. <laughs> friend. As if we're not... We're not... We're not. On... In other news, all of the diary tapes I've recorded over the past week have, uh, disappeared. I assume they've been stolen. Suspect number one is the Elephant Man. Second suspect is Joshua. My third suspect is the deer with no face, but really in this camp it could be anyone. Normally, that'd be an exciting mystery, but right now it's just annoying. Maybe tomorrow I'll go interrogate Joshua about it. Let off some steam. Okay. Good night. I'm...
I'll probably just stay in here. Draw haunted houses and skeletal cats. Bye, ghost recorder. Today's episode was written by Blue Mayfield and Nicholas Belove. The part of Sydney Sargent was played by Blue Mayfield. The part of Jedediah Martin was played by Nicholas Belove. The part of Tony One was played by Tom Antonellis. The part of Tony Two was played by Gianni Machograno. Special thanks to our patrons. Trey Faded Facade, Will Rainsford, Fawn, Moonshine the Fox, and Vexos. Camp Here and There is the sole intellectual property of its production company, Mayfield and Belove. All music composed by Will Wood and produced by Jonathan Maisto. Sound editing by Blue Mayfield and Beetlesprite. For behind-the-scenes material, exclusive canonical content, interactive events, and early episode access, consider signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash mayfieldandbeloved. Our Discord server is a great place to meet like-minded fellows and discuss today's episode. Find the link at mayfieldandbeloved.com. Lastly, if you'd like to support us, the best thing you can do is to spread the word about the show. Thank you for listening to Camp Here and There, and remember, put the silly putty back. You don't need more silly putty.